and welcome to episode number 39 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about my trip back to a Major League Baseball park for the first time in three years. We'll talk about how that went, how that came to be, and all of that. If you remember back to episode one, if you were with me, I talked about a buddy of mine, Tom, who had passed away met him at the Sox games years ago, and this was the first time back at the ballpark since he had passed for a game. So that was a little bit of a special moment there. Uh, We've been avoiding the ballpark for a while. One, the White Sox have stunk. Two, losing vision in an eye and the other eye that I have isn't great. So it doesn't really necessarily make it good for going to a ballpark to see a game. And The other thing is the overall price of a ball game. So we wanted to kind of look, see how things were. Uh, I decided to go to this game on a whim for a very simple reason. And that may be an odd reason to a lot of people, but it's because I like mascots and like to suspend disbelief. You know, I've always been a fan until Disney went nuts of going to Disney World with the wife and getting your picture taken with Mickey Mouse and all that. It's fun to just act like a kid every now and then. And for me, that's kind of what mascots bring to the game of baseball. I go back to Ribby and Rhubarb here with the Chicago White Sox back in the 1980s. Usually it turns out if you have a team that isn't producing all that well on the field, if you have a good mascot, that helps a lot to bring a little bit of entertainment to the ballpark for the team that isn't quite doing well enough to keep fans interest throughout a whole game and baseball games are long they seem to be getting longer and that certainly hasn't changed but this is the first time i've gone to a game in probably a little well i can tell you because my parents had season tickets up until this year with the chicago white Sox for 35 years so this is the first time in my adult life going to a white Sox game and not having the season tickets that my parents have had. I tried to make it as simple as possible, tried to make this whole ordeal similar as possible to that because I've got the tickets from the gentleman that owns the tickets that are right in front of where my parents' seats were. So instead of row four, seats 13 and 14, it was row three, seats 13 and 14. So as close as I could get to the seats that I had always gone to for years at the ballpark. So I got these seats from the guy that owns them. And he's like, sure, no problem. He emailed the tickets to me. And this is where things already started going bad. Major League Baseball, the White Sox. It seems like this is all the teams in MLB. So I don't necessarily want to make the White Sox seem like they're doing something different than everybody else. This is just the team I have the experience with here. Trying to get the tickets from the season ticket holders should be easy. It used to be very easy. Now, not so much for a couple of different reasons. One is the fact that you now have to have the ticket on your phone to go and you can't even print them up. So forget the fact that they don't even make paper tickets anymore, which is a complete and utter bunch of BS, if you ask me, because going to the games for years, having the ticket stub was always a thing. You know, that was something you could save. It was a souvenir. It was something you could remember if a game had something special happen to it. I was at Mark Burley's perfect game. That ticket stub means something to me. But of course, Major League Baseball and all of their infinite wisdom has now decided that 
You just have to show your phone screen to get into the ballpark. No more paper tickets. You can't even print the ticket up if you want, which I've talked to a couple of people about this, including the guy that I got these um, tickets from, because he has a bunch of different clients that he often gives the tickets to. And he's like, if you're giving these tickets to somebody that really is a little bit tech challenged or doesn't have a smartphone, forget it. If you don't have a smartphone, you can't get into the ball game with these tickets because you cannot print them up. And I just have to wonder. Major League Baseball is the data that you're getting from scraping my phone, from seeing me enter the ballpark with the phone, from I'm sure tracking me as I'm in the ballpark because you have Wi Fi on. Is that data really worth alienating the people who either don't have a cell phone at all, and there still are people who don't have a cell phone at all, or people that just have a flip phone who don't have a smartphone? I guess Major League Baseball doesn't want your business if you don't have a smartphone in order to get into the games. And I find that to be a move that does not make me want to be a fan of your sport. It does not make me want to pay money to try to go see your sport because it's a major inconvenience. So if somebody gets tickets emailed, in this case, you know, I put both tickets and the parking pass on my phone. Not a big deal, except, you know, I went to the game with my wife. And of course, we're usually together. But when it comes down to it, if you're going to a game, now if I was going to this game with, you know, three or four friends, somebody would email you the four tickets and then you would have to like individually distribute these somehow to each one of your friends so they could have their own ticket in their phone. It was just so much easier when you could actually have a paper ticket or just print the paper tickets out so you can hand this to somebody. The fact that you're making this a major ordeal that you have to have a cell phone, otherwise you can't get into the ballpark. I can only imagine, I mean, cell phones die, people drop them, they get damaged, the battery, you know, whatever the problem may be. I wonder how many people have this issue where they just, you know, can't get into the game because there's a problem with their cell phone. And I wonder how many people ever just really want to go back after that. Major League Baseball, their attendance is going down, down down the last few years and i have to wonder if this electronic ticket stuff has something to do with that because i'm a pretty technologically advanced guy i mean i grew up with a computer since i was like 12 years old programming doing some basic stuff hell i'm in a podcast called grumpy old bands with ryan bembrose where we talk about a lot of technological stuff and getting these tickets from my buddy onto my phone was not an easy thing. And I consider myself a tech expert. So for people who aren't, I really don't even understand how they do it because Ticketmaster is behind this whole system that they use. So I figure, okay, here we go. I get the tickets emailed to me. I get an email that says, hey, you've had these tickets shared. Do you want them? Click here to claim the tickets. So I did that. I went then to download the Ticketmaster app because this is through Ticketmaster. When you when you claim the tickets, they have you sign into Ticketmaster using your username and password. So I did that. And then I was stupid. I figured, you know what? You know where these tickets will be? Of course, they'll be in the Ticketmaster app, which I didn't have on my phone. But, you know, I went to the Google Play Store. I downloaded the Ticketmaster app, waited for that to happen, opened up the Ticketmaster app, 
I had to go open up my password manager in order to log into the Ticketmaster app, go to my tickets or whatever it's called in the app. Nothing there. It's like, well, if you just got them within the last few minutes, it might take a little while, waited, refreshed, no tickets in the Ticketmaster app. So I'm like, Ooh, okay, what the hell? I go onto the website for Ticketmaster again, sign in with my Ticketmaster username and password, looking for the tickets in my account. The tickets do not exist in my account. Finally realized that you had to go to like am.ticketmaster slash white sock slash dashboard. And then you could log in with the same Ticketmaster username and password. And then the ticket showed up. But for most normal people, I don't really think they're going to realize that Ticketmaster is not Ticketmaster unless you do the secret sauce and do am.ticketmaster.slash white sock slash dashboard, whatever it was, in order to get the ticket. So that was kind of an ordeal. And I really didn't understand for a team or Major League Baseball as a sport, even more so, that is forcing people to use this system why you did not make this system easier you know at least if there was an mlb app or something that handled all the tickets i would know there's one app you can download and it would work even though i hate being forced to download apps over and over again for different stupid things for just one purpose if you don't have to i mean a browser in the phone usually works fairly well but in a case where i'm storing tickets where i want them to be available you know let's say cell service isn't good where you can't get it that happened to people i know personally going into the white Sox game when they went to the ballpark they get there and for whatever reason you know no cell signal they couldn't pull up the ticket this was a few years ago before it was being forced on you but at least if there was an app where it could be saved that would maybe make sense but no that i guess would make too much sense for whatever reason the Ticketmaster app did not allow me to view the tickets at all So once I realized I had to go to this specific URL on my phone, I was then able to send those tickets over to the Google Pay app, which I didn't have on my phone. So I had to go download the Google Pay app, install that, open that up, and then was able to save the tickets onto the phone. But this was a procedure that just took way too long and was way too confusing for somebody that is familiar with how this tech stuff works. My parents now, you know, my mom's 80 years old. I really don't know if I would suggest this to a lot of people if you're not really a technological expert and you don't know the ins and outs of all this stuff. I would really probably tell them not to try to get tickets and just don't go to these games because it's way too hard. We're supposed to be a convenience factor. And I'm sure that's what's being sold with this, but there's absolutely no convenience whatsoever to this smartphone only ticket concept. And you know, once you're as jaded as I am, and once you start looking into all of this stuff, you know that the bottom line here is they want to track you. They want to turn you into data. So it's not bad enough that you're paying, and I paid face value for these tickets, didn't get them for free or anything. The face value on the tickets was like 45 bucks a piece. Parking was 10 bucks, I think, because it was Sunday and it's half price parking. So, I mean, that was 100 bucks here for the inconvenience of trying to figure out how to get into the ballpark. And cost, I think, is another big issue that we'll be dealing with when it's going to the ballpark. But this convenience 
and this uh, this concept that they want to track you and do nothing but turn you into data it doesn't make any sense to me and I, I laugh because you still see things up on the scoreboard like hey if you're dunkin donuts ticket back has, if they score a run in the fourth inning you get a free donut tomorrow whatever it is i'm like nobody's got paper tickets are they still selling dunkin donuts like there are paper tickets and maybe, maybe dunkin donuts isn't wondering why nobody's coming in for the free donuts i i don't really get it because if you don't have paper tickets it's kind of hard to show the t- your ticket but i digress it's just there's no convenience at all here it's a pain in the ass to have to have the tickets on the phone to not be able to print them out so it basically tells you not only do you have to own a smartphone to get into a major league baseball game but you have to be committed to bringing that phone to the ballpark you want to go off the grid for a night just go relax at the ball game and leave your cell phone at home you can't because major league baseball in all their infinite wisdom is now forcing you to bring your phone if you want to get into the ball game thanks major league baseball not really if it wasn't for the fact that i love mascots i would have not gone to the ballpark and i probably won't be back here for a while the only reason i went was because my buddy southpaw and i love southpaw he's the white Sox mascot we had him do a opening for a buddy's uh, carpet store a few years ago you know and the guy that is the mascot he does a great job entertaining I love mascots from a bunch of different teams. We collect all the stuff. Funko Pops just came out with a bunch of mascot pops this year. Wally the Green Monster from the Boston Red Sox, the Pirates Parrot. Uh, oh, well, Southpaw's supposed to be coming. He hasn't yet. Maybe uh, come on, Southpaw. You got to get the you got to get the pop out. But you know, I like to collect the stuff. It's fun. My wife likes it. You can get the cute little plushed animals. They sit in the room. They have a lot of fun. I'm sure. You know, it's kind of like to me like Toy Story. You know, we got all these little mascots sitting around, and that's my only real connection to baseball right now. I got to the ballpark. I thought maybe getting out there would change the way I feel, and I'd be like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rekindle this love for the sport that I think has really gone downhill over the last five years plus because of all the idiotic decisions they've made from things like nonstop interleague play. All of this uh, instant replay stuff. Uh, you can't run over the catcher now. If you you know throw at somebody, then everybody's getting you know all bent out of shape, and the whole vibe of baseball has changed. And it's one of these things where every rule change they seem to be making is making it worse for me. And I would think maybe I'm just the oddball. Maybe they're making it better for somebody else, and maybe attendance is going way up. But I look at the stats. And attendance is going way down. It's the same thing that happened with NASCAR, and they still haven't been able to correct that. And NASCAR has been uh, pretty much hitting the skids since the death of Dale Earnhardt Sr., but I digress. That's a whole nother rant if we want to talk about what has happened to NASCAR. But sports in general in the United States, I think, have really started to price, not just started to price, they've been long pricing the average fan out of the experience this is why i don't understand in the off season when guys like bryce harper or manny machado get a huge you know 300 million dollar contract and mlb wants to go out of their way to glorify this to talk about this to push how great it is 
I'm sorry, your average fan looking at what the prices are to go to a ball game and have a couple beers or a couple of hot dogs and realizing what that's going to cost for the experience immediately realize how these players are getting that kind of money because the price tag of going to a ball game is even more out of control than it was the last time I went three years ago. And three years ago, when my parents still had the season tickets, my dad had his problem with his hip, had surgeries, wasn't going to games. There were days, many, many, many days where the tickets weren't even being used, where my wife and I just didn't want to go to the ball game because free tickets and free parking still didn't mean it was a free game. I mean, sure, if you want to go and schlub your own food in and schlub your own water in, if that's all you want, it would have been a free ball game. But if you want to have a couple of waters or a couple of sodas and a couple of hot dogs and maybe some nachos, the price of those things was out of control then, and it's even more out of control now. At well, I was going to say U.S. Cellular Field, and that's another rant, I guess, the naming of all these ballparks. When I was a kid, it was Comiskey Park. There was no naming rights. We didn't have to worry about a sponsor putting their name up on the ballpark for a few million dollars, and it really doesn't make sense for the amount of money that they bring in for this. You can't even pay your most, uh, you can't pay your highest salary for what they're bringing in. Usually these naming rights are worth, you know, a million to two million bucks a year for most of the things I've seen. If I'm wrong, feel free to reach out to me at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. But the amount of money that comes in for these naming rights is idiotically low for giving up the name of your ballpark. When you're paying some of these players 30 million a year, but somebody can name your ballpark for like 1 million. I mean, come on. Do you really need the money that badly MLB? The money that MLB owners are making from their digital stuff is absolutely insane. If you don't know the, the technology that's being used, if you're watching stuff, not just like MLB, who they do a very nice job of the online streaming, the quality of the video is excellent. I will give them that. They're doing something very right there, but the technology MLB properties, the digital properties, I forget the name of what this actually is, but the part of MLB that is the technological part that owns these rights to how to do the, you know, this, the codex and everything they're using to push this streaming video has been licensed by Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. Everybody that's pretty much streaming video to you is paying MLB some money for the pleasure of doing that. So MLB owners have made a crap ton of money and they really don't care if they win or lose anymore. There's a, there's a new thing in baseball where everybody wants to rebuild and by rebuild, they mean make the team as horribly bad as possible for like five years in the hopes that you may win a championship one day. But in the meantime, you'll have a really, really, really low amount of salary on the books, but you still get to make all your money because you're subsidized. You have all this money coming in from the MLB digital and all that stuff. But you would think maybe with all of this money coming in, there's a lot of money coming in from TV contracts. You got the TV contracts, you got the MLB digital, you got all this money coming. You got naming rights for the stadium. Oh, that million bucks a year or whatever it is. You wouldn't think they'd have to soak the fans who just want to come in and have a bottle of water. Do you know what a bottle of water 
at the White Sox game was now a guaranteed rate field because, you know, everybody thinks mortgage rates. You, everybody's getting a, somebody mortgages. It's a great name for a ballpark guaranteed rate field. The best thing about guaranteed rate, the guaranteed logo, is it's a big downward facing arrow. For the mortgage people, that's great because they mean you're going to pay less with the big downward facing arrow. For White Sox fans, you realize that's pretty much where your hopes of the postseason is going from about the first pitch of the season. But I digress. A bottle of water at the ballpark. This is just one normal bottle of water. It's not a golden bottle. It didn't come from any special place. It's just your normal plastic bottle of water. Chilled. They do chill it for you. That's very nice of them. $6.25 for a bottle of water. And you'll wonder why people don't want to go to the ballpark on a warm day. And it was only in the low 60s, but up where the seats are that we sat in, it was, it was quite hot. I got sunburn. Uh, still got a little bit of red starting to peel today. That was uh, Sunday. So uh, today's Friday. So I had a decent amount of sunburn out there. It was a hot day. Wanted to get a little bit of fluid in. Yeah, 625 for a bottle of water. I think the drinks were about six bucks, 575, six bucks. If you wanted a beer, if you wanted a good beer, if you wanted something like a Modelo, $11.50 for a beer. I don't know how you do it. I mean, because some of the guys that I saw there that I haven't seen for a few years that sit in the section up there. You know, having a few beers during the game. I don't know how you could have three or four beer, three or four beers and a hot dog for one person. You're spending well over $50 just for that. The foot long hot dog was like 11, 1150. The normal hot dog was six something. Uh, so it's, it's insane. The amount of money being charged for the concessions. I mean, it's even if you get free tickets and walk in the door. If you want to buy some concessions, I understand now, like on Dollar Dog Night, why they sell like a thousand hot dogs. Because everybody likes to have a hot dog at the ballpark. Is like, Ooh, I could either pay like five bucks or I could pay a dollar. And you look at the foot long hot dog, which sure, I mean, they put like some onions and stuff on it and it looks really nice. But the same size hot dog that you're paying 11 bucks plus at the ballpark for, you know, you get with a drink over at Costco for like a buck 99. So again, I don't know why anybody's going out to these ballparks anymore. I don't know who wants to go through the inconvenience of having to play the game of trying to get the tickets on your phone. I don't really understand who wants to overpay for the tickets and who wants to overpay for the concessions. Again, if it wasn't for the mascots, I wouldn't have gone. Southpaw was having a birthday party. I had to go. He's my buddy. And it was only not because he was, he's always there. He's always at the ballpark. So that wasn't a big deal. But, you know, I admit it. I like Wally the Green Monster from the Boston Red Sox. I dig Slider. He's the mascot from the Cleveland Indians. And I like Orbit from the Houston Astros. My wife and I, those are like our favorite mascots. Again, she's got like the little stuffed, you know, characters of these. They were all going to be there. So it'd be like, hey, this is like your, 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 little, your little guys, your toys are turning into like these huge, really cool living beings. So let's go get some pictures. And that, I will give you, was a lot of fun. But to get to the point to where we could see the mascots, we had to sit through the pregame announcement. And of course, I mean, I don't know why I didn't think this would be the case after not going to a game for a few years. 
But now, of course, Major League Baseball and the Chicago White Sox are very, very woke. They are so woke that they read this to fans before the game starts. Major League Baseball and the Chicago White Sox are committed to creating a safe, inclusive, and enjoyable fan experience at Guaranteed Rate Field. The use of offensive language or display in gestures towards another person's race, ethnicity, gender, religion, disability, sexual orientation, or national origin by any fan towards another person is unacceptable and inconsistent with the spirit of the game. Any person using derogatory language or demonstrating unruly behaviors or action will be subject to ejection from the ballpark. So, uh, any person using derogatory language, or let's see, what was this other thing? Any use of the uh, offensive language or display towards any person's race, ethnicity, gender, religion, all that. So, I mean, remember, we talked about Tim Anderson from the Chicago White Sox, the black batter who called the pitcher, I forget who it even was, the white pitcher uh, from the Kansas City Royals and called him a weak-assed, wait, no, a fucking weak-assed N-word. This is what's going on on the field, but if it goes on off the field, I don't really get it, Major League Baseball, nor do I get how we're going to make an offensive display or gesture towards somebody's gender i don't get how your race and race and ethnicity are pretty much the same thing so i don't understand how that's going uh we can't make any offensive language or display uh or gestures towards somebody's religion how do you know their religion or their disability or sexual orientation how do i know do you know what somebody's sexual orientation is when they come up to you if they're sitting next to you if they're walking by you all this stuff Really, this long announcement that I just read, it could have been pretty much summed up in a simple thing of just don't be a dick. But I guess we have to cover our asses on all this stuff and just go through all this social justice stuff and make sure that nobody gets offended. Nobody uses any inappropriate language and, you know, we can't have that. This is a ballpark. This, this goes on all the time and I don't see people getting kicked out. So, again, I think this is maybe a bit of, uh, you know, virtue signaling. It'll be. I would say it would be interesting to kind of see how this is as things go on, but I don't really think we're going to be going to a lot of games, so I guess I won't find out. But I thought that was a little bit preachy to get right before the game, and uh, I didn't enjoy that, and I really didn't enjoy the game. I really enjoyed getting to catch up with a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, I did enjoy the food. We had a nice breakfast buffet, which wasn't a horrible deal up in the 300 level at guaranteed rate field it was uh 12 50 13 bucks something like that for a nice big plate of bacon sausage eggs potatoes uh and a nice big cookie and some well a bunch of turkey which was an interesting kind of thing to add to the buffet but uh, i guess for a brunch little turkey was good so that there was absolutely no complaints about compared that to you know 11 dollar Hot dog. I guess maybe you just have to shop around when you're at the ballpark too, and uh, and search for those deals that won't totally make you uh, won't totally empty your wallet when you want to have a meal. The game itself, I just wasn't excited by, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Maybe it's just the White Sox as a team that haven't captured my excitement anymore. But 
I wasn't really interested in watching the game at all. I really was there to get pictures with a bunch of big furry guys. And, you know, that's what I did. I accomplished that. My wife and I got our pictures with Wally and Orbit and Slider. And we got to act like big kids and have fun. And for that, the day was worth it. But otherwise, Major League Baseball, you're you're not hitting it out of the park. You really are not hitting it out of the park. And until these things change, I don't see anything getting better. Making the ticket process inconvenient, not a good thing. Making prices sky high, not a good thing. The only ballpark I've heard that doesn't have this problem with the pricing of food and concessions is the one in Atlanta where the guy from Home Depot bought the team, decided to, even though everybody told me he was an idiot, he cut prices on the concessions by like 50% and then start selling more concessions than ever. Other teams, figure this one out. More people will walk in the door if the water wasn't $6.25 a piece. I mean, you bring three kids to a ballpark and you need to buy six waters. You're going broke. You better get another mortgage. It doesn't make sense. This is why people aren't walking in the door. I want to thank you for opening up that virtual door and coming in to check out this random thoughts podcast. We're having a lot of fun putting them out there. It's a good time to vent. It's a good time to check out different things, take a look at some things that maybe I'd never looked at before and try to provide some cool content for you. If you like what you're hearing, or if you don't feel free to reach out to us, you can do that via email at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B, Thoughts Podcast. You can get us on Twitter at Random Podcast, again, R-A-N-D-U-M-B. And you can follow my personal Twitter account at Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. If you really like the show, feel free to go over to randomthoughts.com, click that donation button. That's what our podcast is supported by. Value for value. If you got anything out of the podcast, you just want to give us anything you want to make a little bit of a donation, help us keep the lights on, help us keep the audio gear humming. Doesn't matter if it's a dollar, a thousand dollars, a million dollars. Well, if it's a million dollars, I may retire just to let you know. So that may be going a little bit too high. Any donation is really appreciated, but even more so your ears and your time is even more so appreciated. If you like the show, do me a favor, subscribe. If you use iTunes or wherever you're going, if they allow you to rate a show, give us a rating on that. Tell a friend. And uh, the word of mouth is the best thing we can get to grow this little podcast. And with your help, I'm sure we can make this a behemoth. So until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.